All right, Sunday, August 6th. Hilchas Beis HaKnesset, Simen Kufnun Dalad, Sif Tesvav. B'nei Krach, Shekhanu Sevatar Behisnu Shem, Yitz Echem Me'a Krach, Shanesharim Yitn Lechalk. Let's say a people in the city bought a Sefer Torah altogether. They all pooled their money to buy a Sefer Torah. And they made a Tanai, made a condition that if one person uh, who, gave them, who gave money for the Sefer Torah leaves the city, that everyone else will pay him back um, his Chalik that he paid for the Sefer Torah. V'hukru Asfarim. And in the meantime, the price of Sefer Torahs went up. So do you pay him the amount that he actually paid uh, way back when, five years ago? Or do you pay him the his share value now in the more expensive safe retire market? So then Machaber says you only pay um, you only get pay him back his original investment from a bunch of years ago. Tesva uh, so it's Nun Zion. The Hisnu. Hisnu if they did not make it tonight, then the Mishabura says that if they did not make any tonight, meaning they didn't say that they'll pay that they'll pay uh, the person back if he leaves, they don't have to pay him anything. Not the extra amount, uh, and not even the amount that he paid in originally to Hakanoi so died to the Shusharapai because it was originally bought, everyone bought the Sabretara on, on a condition that it would it would stay in the shul and no one would be paid back. The Marktia explained the Shulchanar uh, the opposite way, that if they did not make it tonight, then um, they would have to pay him uh, the more expensive price, uh, his share that it's worth now. Although the Taras Chaim asks on the Marktia, especially because this is a case of B'nai Krach being a big city, people that bought a Sefer Torah for at Sibur, and why would this person who may know tonight get back any money, um, and especially more money than he actually paid into it? So that for that reason, the Mishnah Brewer is saying that if there is no tonight, then um, he wouldn't get paid at all. If there is a tonight, he gets paid the amount that he actually put in his investment and not uh, the extra price, the extra amount that went up now. Because um, the Tanai is only on the price that he paid at that time when they bought the Sefer Torah and not uh, some other price that would come up later. Even if there is some room to, uh, to doubt the Lushan that was made in the Tanai as to whether the Kavana was that he would get back his original investment or um, if the price went up. Still, he doesn't get the extra amount. Since the Sefer stays here, but they're paying him back. Since they're Muzik in the Sefer Torah, and there's a suffix on how much money to pay back. Because of the money, I see Rayushkal. Basically, since the um, congregation is Muzik in the Sefer Torah, they're holding it, then I'm with and they, don't, they only have to pay him the least amount possible, which is the amount of money that he put in um, originally, his original investment, and not the extra money. The Vitam Zahachron, with this reason of Muzik, Afil Huzul Asfarim, if the um, if basically the price of Atara went down in the meantime, meaning it's worth less now than what they paid originally, and there is some kind of suffix in the Lashun, then then you only have to pay him the amount that it's worth, his share is worth now. So basically, if they're, if the Tanai is clear, then you got to pay the Tanai, whatever the Tanai was. If the Tanai is unclear, then because of Matsumi they would pay the the um, amount that it's worth now, which is less than it was his original investment. If the Tanai was that he could actually, let's say this guy is some kind of big shot or whatever, and the Tanai was that he could take the Sefer with him if he wants to, then even though he says, you know, you know what, the Sefer should stay with you, but since he had the right to take it with him, then they're not the congregation is not Muslim anymore. And then 
in that situation, they have to pay him um, uh, the higher price for his investment because he lose the svar of mozik. Um, this whole idea um, that you he doesn't get the um, higher value of his share that it's worth now, is in this case, like Sefer Torah or other things like that, because there'd be no reason for him to take any money otherwise if he didn't have a tonight. Um, and Sefer Torah staying here, the tonight gets him some money. They say, I see Bring me a raya how much you're supposed to, how much your tanai is worth and take that value. If we're not talking about a sefer Torah, if we're talking about partners that bought a house together, and the tanai was between them that um, each one could buy the other one out, then they have to pay him the his, his let's say half share what it's worth now, not what it was worth at the time, um, because. Um, because the Tanai wouldn't make his position worse, he makes his position better. That otherwise he would get no money for his value, his uh, share of the Sefer Torah canal. So basically, the Mishabur is saying that this whole idea of having to make a Tanai to get any money. Um, and even with the Tanai, if it's not specific, then he only gets the value of his original investment. That's only by a safer Torah or things like that. But if a regular uh, case of a Shutfus, a regular case of a partnership in a house, um, even without a Tanai, he gets his value, his half value of what the house is worth now. Um, and with a Tanai, it's no worse than without a Tanai. So he definitely gets his complete value, whatever that may be. All right, let's see further here in the Mishabura. B'nai Yishai Laham Echad. If you have people in the city have one shul, for whatever reason, they have to split up. We'll see a little bit later what the case is. And I didn't do then things like this. That all the Klikadish and the Sefer Torah are split in this way. If there are specific items that you know that a, that a certain individual gave those items and they're still called on his name or he didn't lose the... the uh, his association with the, with that item, then that yachid can take that object with him, that item with him, to his shul that he's going to. If the, if the name um, associated with the item is gone, people don't know that this, this uh, Sefer Torah belongs to this guy anymore or that he gave it. Even if you know who, sorry, even if you know who it was, but that it's not called on his name anymore, then he's in no better position than anyone else. He can't take it with him. If there are specific uh, things that come from the general fund, some say that you split the the value or the the time or value of of the use of these items amongst all people that are thir- all men that are thirteen and up. That it's not just the men over thirteen; it's also women and children and men of any age, right? That would have a chelik in these uh, items because they they inherit their schlus from their parents. Um, and so everyone has a schos in them, but if you can't actually split them, then basically you split it up in the amount of time um, to be able to use them. 
um, this whole case and, and these ideas that we're talking about splitting and taking with him, taking the stuff with you or not taking it with you, the Bar Yitzhak says that this is only talking about where the split was because of space. But if the split was because of a fight, then he says when the Rav stays in the first shul, um, then um, even though there there is a, there's allowed to be a split, uh, there's a, a chuvas or a vaz about this, but um, the people who are leaving, the mute who are leaving, don't, don't have any schus to um, take stuff with them um, because they can't break up the shutfis as long as the, base, the first basic knesses is still there and the schus is with the roiv. The Dastara says the same thing. Um, and then the Shashuvas Rashdam says that um, even if the roiv leaves, they can't take stuff with them. Um, be, as long as there's a minion staying in the original minion staying in the shul, and but he says sorry, you know, so definitely if the rive stays, the split wouldn't happen like this, and it's possible even if the rive leaves, the split wouldn't happen like this either. If the if there's still people a minion of people staying in the shul. All right, let's see further here, um, for a different case. Let's say you have a congregation that to run away from a city for whatever reason, they got chased out of the city by the government, and some um, person. Um, it took it upon himself to take the the uh, the objects, the items, and the shul with him, because they had to run. Then then the congregation went back. Um, they were able to go back to the city. That person has to return the objects to the kal, meaning he can't take them with him to his new shul. Even if he was the one who gave the kalim, and he wants to go live in another city. Since the rive kal went back. Um, then he has to return them. Basically, we don't say that the connection to that call in that city is broken because of the of the uh, runaway. Um, he has to return them as long as the um, call goes back to the shul in that city. Then he has to return the items also. Let's say someone bought a zchus in a mitzvah for a year. Let's say someone bought glila for the year. We had this case already a couple weeks ago. And in the middle of that year, um, the king chased the Jews out of the city. If already at the time that he bought the schus, um, they knew that there was some kind of gzera that was cooking. But there were people who were trying to move out of the gzera. Therefore, they didn't leave yet. They were still in the shul. He should have made it tonight. If he didn't make a specific tonight that he's only buying the mitzvah if they're still there, then he has to pay um, for the whole year, even though he doesn't think of the schus for the whole year. And also, his tonight has to be the proper way that a tonight is. Like the other dinam of tonight, that basically you have to, when you speak out the condition, the condition has to, in the sentence, has to come before the action. And other DNA tonight. You don't need specific to know him. If it's clear that you only bought the mitzvah, if you can actually do the mitzvah, basically you only bought the glila, if you can do the glila, then that's enough um, that you wouldn't have to pay the rest of the year if he can't do it because he was chased out of the city. Mr. Burr continues here with a new case. Let's say you find an Aveda, you find an item a lost item in the courtyard of the shul or in the shul itself, then you can keep it. And we do not say that the um, courtyard of the shul is kind of the object for the shul. Because um, the way that a chatzar acquires an item is that's considered to be an extension of the arm or the hand of the person who, uh, of the kind of the person who's acquiring it. 
and the din Tais Tais and also Tais of Meila on Yigimamad Aleph um, say that there is no Yad Lehektish. Being, being basically Hektish does not have this extension uh, arm extension type of situation. Um, Eger says that there are other Mefarshim, um, primarily the Ramban, who explains the Sugis in a different way, and so therefore, according to him, there is no Hechrich of Ein Yad Lehektish. But basically, um, what Mishabur is saying is that the um, that the person can keep the item because there's no way for Hektish to acquire the item in the Chatzar because Chatzar is Kanami Tam Yad and Ein Yad Lehektish. Um, we say from says there are other shitas, Ein Shum, which is again the Ramban shita that is Yesh Yad Lehektish. So Hektish does have a Yad, and therefore Hektish, if you if uh, there is an item in the Chatzar of Hektish, then Hektish would be kind of the item Midin uh, Chatzar, um, and therefore you would not be able to keep it. Um, the Taisus Yumtiv asks um, on this uh, on this whole idea that the Gemara Bav on Yud Beis comes out that even though we paskin Chutzar Mitam Yad, that basically a Chutzar is kind of through the extension of the hand of the person who's kind of it, um, or the person who owns the Chutzar, but we also say it's like Gar Mishlichus, meaning that you get the the uh, upside of both the reason of Yad and the reason of Shlichus. So again, the the Machlokes of the Gemara there. Um, is whether chutzer when a chutzer is kind of when a chutzer acquires something do, is it kind of mitam yad from the extension of the hand of the of the person who owns the chutzer or mitam shlichus says the chutzer is like the shliach of the person the messenger of the person who um, owns the chutzer so the word comes out that even though chutzer works mitam yad but it also has the benefit of shlichus so according to that tais that even according to tais in the rashbam which are the shitas that ain yad lahektish but we we do say yeshlichus So even though um, the chutzer would not be kind of the item of hektish mitam um, yad, but it would be kind of mitam shlichus. So why, according to um, Tysus and the Rashbam and others, meaning not the Ramban Shita, we know yeshal hektish and the, and the, and, um, the item uh, the metzia would be kind of to hektish through chutzer. But um, the Mishpura here is saying that according to the shitas of enyad lehektish. Um, you can keep the item. Why can you keep the item? Um, there's Yesh Shlichus Lahaktish. So, Kivagir, Tzam Seifer, and Nesivas, they all answer that um, there is no Shlichus in Makam Shechab Lacherim, in a place where you are making other people lose out. And so, by Metziah, by a lost item, since there's a Chab Lacherim, that you're making someone else lose out when, you, when you're kind of the, the lost item. Therefore, the Chatzar Shalhaktish, um, or any kind of Chatzar, cannot work through Shlichus. The only way you could have the chutzar work is mitam yad, and then that would depend on whether you hold yesh yad lehekdish or not. Ktsois has another way to address this issue, um, and we'll leave it there. Let's uh, continue here. Mishnah Bura says, If you give something to the shulchan preiches hasikeskes, let's say you don't donate the preiches, right? So look the shmuel. You want to write your name on it. The tzibur cannot stop you from writing your name on it. The rama as that not only cannot stop you, but it's proper to write your name on it. The Nikudus Akesev explains from Brings from Rajba that this is in order to give a reward, to give schar to people who do mitzvahs, that people should remember they did the mitzvah, and also to open the door for more people to do mitzvahs, so you should write the name of the person um, who gave the item. Shigama Tarkas has some some size of mitzvah. The Torah always talks about people who do mitzvahs, um, and so it's a good idea to do. Umiyu, Davkam, and Sratz, the Kalam, it's only if the congregation wants to accept the present. 
but he can't give something and then write his name on it if the Tzibur doesn't want the, the item at all. Person wanted to build a shul and didn't want it, didn't want the congregation to chip in at all. Kideshi Lozari Lashem, he wanted it to only be for him and his children, as to be like, this is their shul, but Kalazari and his, and his kids all died. Right? We had this case before. We had this uh, um, this story before that was brought. So basically, you should let everyone pitch in. If the hired workers to um, fix up the shul, and lift the base of you don't write in the shul, that the, this Gabai. Um, made this improvement. The You only write a person's name down. You only write a plaque for someone who either donates something himself, did something himself, or gave money for something specific, but not for someone who went to go some hire some workers in order to get something done. Rav Moshe says that if instead of writing the guy's name on the item, the Gabon want to write his name on a plaque that says he gave this specific item, they're allowed to do that, and the Shevet Levi says the same thing. Even after someone uh, gave an item to the shul, let's say at the time he didn't get a plaque, but he wants a plaque later, and Kuzakesev says that um, he can um, ask them, or he basically have to write a plaque for him at that point. Um, and um, when the person who um, gave the object wrote his name on the object before he gave it to the shul, Rav Moshe says that even, um, that basically they would not be able to erase his name because it's as, it's basically, the uh, it's like a tenai that he gave the item only on condition that he has his name on it. Um, if the plaque um, that had the name of the person who gave the item fell down or got ruined or something like that, Shevet Levy says that you have to put up the plaque again. Um, and if you don't do that, you're basically stealing the schuss from the bylim because they're makbid that the plaque is there. However, if um, the bylim don't care um, and the tzibar just made the plaque on, on their own, right? he never requested it or ne- never gave it al das that, but they just made it for him, um, then he says the uh, Shevet Levy is in a stopic if they have to return the plaque or not, um, to put it back up if it fell down or if they could just leave it um, off um, in that situation. Um, we'll stop there.